Well, praise Jesus and, and good morning. Let me open us up in prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling this place and indwelling our hearts. Lord, I pray that as we take a look over the next couple of weeks about what it means to be thankful, Lord Jesus, that you would not only speak to us, but through each and every one of us, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to me and through me, Lord, as I bring your word today, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, getting my iPad code all punched in. All right. Well, praise Jesus. You know, we are a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, and I kind of throw out the question to you guys, what are you thankful for? Have you guys been thinking about that? What exactly are you thankful for? And I think from a human perspective, most of us get thankfulness and what that means. You know, we have been taught since we were little kids to say thank you when someone does something nice to us, or we have been told or reminded, hey, you know, someone did this for you or got you this gift, write them a thank you card, you know, for things that people have done for you. But have you really thought about, or did your parents or, or whoever you spent a lot of time with, did they really challenge you or did they ask you to really think about and reflect upon what are you really thankful for? You know, maybe it was a gift card that someone gave you, but maybe they didn't have a lot of money. Did you think about that or did you just think about the gift card or if, if you really wanted it or not or anything like that or or maybe it's time someone spent with you when they already had a really full schedule did you ever think about that i think most of us probably don't think and reflect about those things or the other side of this if someone if you have done something nice for someone do you expect something in return do you get offended if you don't get a thank you card in return, these are things that we should think about because there's a problem with having a human perspective about thankfulness because it truly falls short of how we should be or how we should think about being thankful to God because God has done so much for us. In fact, he has done more for us than any family member or friend will ever do. And we need to be thinking about this because Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they're not expecting anything in return. This is what they do and they're doing it for us. God, he does things for us because he loves us. And so as we think about what we are thankful over the next few weeks as we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving, about that. Are you truly grateful? Because if there is anything that you should be truly grateful for, it is for God and what he's done for you and what he means to us. And so you guys know that I love taking it to the original languages. I love going to the Hebrew and the Koine Greek. And so we're going to start there. And we're going to take a look at what exactly does it mean to be thankful in a biblical context. Uh, context. And the first thing that you see is then when Thanksgiving is referenced, it, all, it often is kind of connected to praise. Sometimes those words are used interchangeably when they're describing God. And the definition of thankfulness or thanksgiving or thanks in Hebrew, it is to confess. You're confessing or to throw, as in throwing up your arms as a way of worshiping 
God. So you're confessing your thanksgiving and you're showing it. There's an action. You're throwing. You're throwing up your arms. It is a posture of prayer. And then when you look at the Greek definition of thankful, it means being mindful of favors. So you're thinking about and you're remembering things that people have done for you. So being thankful, it's not just an emotion or a feeling, because I think a lot of times we think that thankfulness is just this feeling that we get, but there's an action and a mindset that's tied to being thankful. Even the English definition of thankfulness or being thankful describes not only a feeling, but an expression, an action of gratitude. In other words, and this is my definition, it's true biblical thankfulness is a feeling of gratitude that something has been done for you, and that is processed in your heart. It's something that you feel in your heart, and it's processed and understood in your mind. And then it is expressed through your actions. Kind of a long definition, but I think it covers what true biblical thankfulness is. And so now that we have these definitions out of the way, Let's take some time and and look at what do we learn from the Bible? What does the Bible tell us about being thankful? And the primary number one thing that it tells us is who we should and need to be thankful for, and that's God. Psalms 100 verses 3 through 4. Now that the Lord himself is God, or know that the Lord himself is God, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So scripture tells us that the person, he who we should be thankful for, is God. Now there are two aspects of our thankfulness to God. The first aspect is being thankful to God for what he has done and what he is doing salvation, being saved, being able to experience eternal life. That is one thing we should be thankful for that God has done for us. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that victory that we experience, it means the forgiveness of sins, all the terrible The evil, as we learned several weeks ago, what evil means. Those things that we do because of our flesh, we are forgiven for our sins. And then we get to experience eternal life in heaven with Jesus. That's the victory. Those are the rewards that come from Jesus' victory over death. Salvation. The second thing that we should be thankful for, and we heard about it in the song earlier, it's the Holy Spirit. What an incredible gift. And we know that Jesus, he actually left the earth in order for the Holy Spirit to come, for us to receive the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And why is the Holy Spirit so important? For two months we talked about it. The Holy Spirit teaches us things that we need to know. He guides us. He helps us to figure out what direction we should go in our lives, what decisions to make. He empowers us with incredible gifts for God's glory, not our own. And the Holy Spirit, he convicts us of sin. Those are incredible things. What an awesome gift that Jesus left the earth in order that this incredible gift, the Holy Spirit, God dwelling inside of our hearts, he is there for those reasons. We need to be thankful to God for that. God also protects us. 
and he strengthens us. Psalm 28, verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts, and with my song, I shall thank him. God protects us. Things happen, but imagine if God wasn't there to protect us. I don't think we can even imagine what our lives would look like. God's provision. God provides for us. Even in those times when, when we don't see a way, maybe when finances, man, they are so low, you're not even living paycheck to paycheck. You don't even know if the paycheck's coming, but God is faithful and he provides. That provision may come from other members of the church helping you out. You know, in my own life, I have seen, you know, when, when something, you know, when finances are low, and some of you have experienced this, I've talked to you about it, there's this random check that pops up in the mail and you have no idea. That's incredible when those things happen when God manifests in such crazy and incredible ways in your life, God provides for us. The grace God has shown us, that's another reason we should be thankful in grace. It's unmerited favor. It's getting what we don't deserve because the reality is if we got what we deserved, our lives would look a lot different than they do today. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4, I thank my God always concerning you, for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. God blessed us with grace, that unmerited favor. The wisdom God gives us. Daniel 2, verse 23, To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now you have made known to me what we request of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. God has blessed us with incredible wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's times that we don't know what to do. We have no clue. We're stressed out. We're worried. We don't see a way. But God gives us wisdom to make the right decisions if we will submit to him. And we need to be thankful for that, that God reveals things to us. And the final one is God's laws, which are righteous. We need to be thankful for what the Bible teaches us about right and wrong, about sin. Psalm 119, verse 62, At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. For your righteous laws. How incredible is that is that the Word of God is not just something we're thankful before, you know, because there are these rules or obligations. It's because it's the truth. That's what we should be thankful for, that we have a God that reveals truth, righteousness, what is right and wrong. He reveals those things to us. Now, the second aspect of being thankful to God is simply being thankful for who God is. It's great to be thankful for God doing things for us, but we also have to be thankful for who God is. 2 Samuel 7, verse 22, How great you are, sovereign Lord! There is no one like you, and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. God is great. He is incredible. When you have that personal relationship with him and you experience the transformational change in your life, it's incredible. And it's because God is who he is. He is a sovereign Lord. He is in control of everyone or everyone and everything. There is none like him. 
Scripture tells us in John 14, verse 6, that the God is the way, the truth, and the life. The specific verse says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the path to salvation. He links us to God, and he shows us the way we should live. That's the way. The truth part of that verse is that God does not lie. He is sinless. He is the source of knowledge about God, and he is the judge of right and wrong. And then Jesus is the source of eternal life. He is the model also that we should live our earthly life. So he provides us through his death on the cross eternal life, but Jesus is the model of how we should live as Christians here on earth. And just a reminder for those of you that may not know, we have a triune God. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I don't want to throw you off and be like, what is Andrew talking about? That's important to understand. We have a triune God. God is also the Alpha and the Omega. Scripture tells us this. That means he is the beginning and the end. He is the creator of everything. God knows everything. He can be anywhere at any time. He can be everywhere. And he is all-powerful. We have to be grateful and thankful for a God that is so awesome. And he is our heavenly father. Scripture tells us that as well. And while we're thankful to God, as I mentioned, since we have a triune God that we serve and that we love and that loves us, we also need to be thankful to Jesus because he was the one who died on the cross. And the Holy Spirit, he is God dwelling inside of our hearts. We have to be thankful for all of God. The Bible also explains this other important aspect, and that is when we should be thankful. I mentioned earlier that for most of us, we've been taught, yeah, be thankful if someone does something nice for you, or, you know, send a thank you card. But what about those times when things aren't so nice? You know, what if someone doesn't treat you so well, or maybe you're in a situation that isn't going so great, or maybe you don't see the value of something in your life. Are you thankful for that, or do you just complain? The Bible teaches us that we need to be thankful to and for God at all times. Not sometime, at all times. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse, uh, verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances, that doesn't mean when things are great. It means even when things are not so great. When we hate our situation, we also need to be grateful for that. Ephesians 5 verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll talk about that here a little bit more because for many of us, I think it's hard to understand why would we be grateful when things are tough? Why would we be grateful when we're struggling and suffering? And I mentioned to you several weeks ago that as Christians, we are not just called to suffer, we will suffer. And that's not a happy thing to think about, but it's a reality. I don't want to sit here and lie to you. I'm telling you the truth that that is going to happen. We're going to go through challenges simply because of who we are and who we believe in. So we thank God 
when we're suffering, when we're going through challenges of all kinds. It could be emotional challenges, physical, relational challenges, financial challenges, and spiritual challenges as well. And the reason we need to be thankful is that it helps us to remember how God has been there for us in the past. When we don't go through challenges, we often don't remember the ways that God has pulled us through the muck and mire, those really tough things that we've dealt with. When we're thankful for the struggles, for those times we are suffering, it also keeps us or helps us from allowing our flesh, our sin nature, to control our thoughts and behaviors. And dealing with our sin nature keeps us from developing a bitterness towards God and doubting who He is. I'm sure all of you have probably had situations where you have seen people that, yeah, they don't understand being thankful for the challenges in their life, and they start getting bitter. They start saying, God, why did you allow this to happen? God, do you even hear me? Do you even care? But when we can appreciate, when we can be thankful for those struggles, those tough times, it helps us to think. It helps us, it keeps us from thinking that way. It keeps us from growing bitter. And it keeps us from doubting God and His goodness and how incredible He is. For me, I think the toughest time to be thankful to God, it's this next one. It's when things seem kind of mundane. Do any of you guys feel that way too? That when you don't see God doing amazing things and you're not going through these incredible challenges, for me, I know it is the hardest to be thankful. You know, those times when it's not bad, it's not overly amazing, it's kind of meh. You know, those are the times that I struggle. 1 Peter 3.15 But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This verse, it's such a powerful reminder that people can ask you about your faith at any moment. The second you guys leave church today, Maybe there'll be a person camped out on our ramp. Maybe there'll be someone outside the back door and they'll be like, hey, what is this building? What was that music, you know, earlier? What is it you guys do in there? It could happen at any moment in any time. And so we need to be thankful even in those mundane moments because one of the reasons that we have hope, that scripture talked about letting people know why you have this hope, it's because... We have a hope in God because of simply who He is, and we are thankful for that. You see, thankfulness to God, it's a testimony. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that, that thanksgiving, being grateful to God, having a heart of gratitude for who He is and what He's done for you, it is a testimony, and it is a way to share the gospel message with others. Psalms 26, verse 7 says, "...that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving..." And declare all your wonders. Have you thought about that? That when you let people know how great God is, when you have the joy of the Lord in your heart, even when you're going through those mundane moments, it's a testimony of God's greatness. And think of the opposite. When you gripe and moan and complain because things don't go your way, when you gripe and moan and complain because things seem meh, what kind of message are you sharing with the world about your God? Are you really being grateful or are you being ungrateful? 
Think about that. Thankfulness is a testimony. It's a way to share the gospel message with others. And the other reason it's important to think about thanking God in the mundane is that our situations and circumstances can change at a blink of an eye. You've probably heard people that have said, you know, we're going through the storms of life or seasons of change and things like that. And that's because just like the weather and how it can change moment to moment, one second it's windy, one second it's rainy, then it's cloudy and it's, you know, it's doing all these other things. Our lives can change just like that. People get sick, people lose their jobs, people die. All these things happen and they can happen instantly. And so those mundane moments, they probably won't last for very long. I know growing up in Colorado, I've experienced a blizzard one day and sunny weather the next. And our lives are the same. So we need to be thankful to God even when it seems like not much is happening. And the thing is, when you allow God and thankfulness to Him to be part of that day-to-day grind, because we talk about that, right? We grind. There's days where you grind so hard at work and the things you're doing, and it doesn't seem very fun. That's the whole point of calling it a grind, that we do that. And we need to let let God be part of that. Those days that aren't filled with drama or they're not filled with excitement. Because when we don't do that, we can start to get lackadaisical and lazy with our faith. Maybe you've experienced this yourself. Maybe you've seen people go through this. Here's some of the signs. When people aren't grateful in the day-to-day grind, they don't pray as often. Prayer isn't that important to them anymore. Maybe they don't even know what to pray about because things aren't bad, but they're not great either. They don't really have anything to pray for. They don't read their Bible as often. Why? If things aren't bad, why would I read the Bible? If things, you know, aren't great, why would I be excited about being a Christian? Church attendance slips. We quit worshiping God through our tithes and offerings. I preached about this several months ago. We start to take a vacation from God, and before you know it, your passion and desire for God isn't what it once was. Now you're focused on the wrong things. Church ends up meaning something to you that it shouldn't. It's no longer about God. It's about what you get out of it. That's not what it means to be a Christian. This can lead us to not seeing God working in our lives because we are always looking for what we consider to be extraordinary and miraculous. We should have an expectation to see those things happen. But you know what? Just because we don't see the Holy Spirit manifest in this crazy, absurd way on a Sunday doesn't mean that you don't go to church. It doesn't mean that you're not appreciative. That's not what it means. We still do that even in those mundane moments. And then the final one, I really don't have too much to say about this, the final time that we thank God. So we talked about we do it when we're suffering. We do it in the mundane. And now... The most obvious is when God blesses us. When God does incredible things, we need to be thankful and grateful. When he is blessing us, when we experience a breakthrough, when you have been there and you're like, you know, is this ever going to happen for me? You know, am I going to find that job? Am I going to, is God going to bring that person into my life? Is my health going to change? When there's finally a breakthrough, we need to be grateful to God. 
And especially if God answers prayers the way we want him to. Because I would say most of the time God is not going to answer your prayers the way you want him to. But when he does, you should really be grateful. And you should be grateful however he answers your prayers. But yeah, we need to be grateful when God does those amazing things in our lives. And this is so critical to our Christian faith because... If what you experience is situational thankfulness, situational thankfulness, if you're only thankful in certain situations, it brings into question if you are truly grateful to God or if you are only thankful to God when he answers prayers the way you want him to, when he does things the way you want him to. Here's a few more reasons why it's important to be thankful to God all the time. You know, psychology tells us that it helps your heart. It helps your mindset. So you experience an improved physical, emotional, and spiritual health when you are thankful. Scripture tells us it glorifies God. We read earlier that it's His will for us. Sometimes we wonder, what is God's will for my life? What does He want for me? Well, one of those things is He wants you to have a thankful heart. It helps to bring that peace that transcends all understanding. It brings contentment and leads to joy. Isn't that incredible that simply by having a thankful mindset to God and being grateful to Him, that it changes your perspective on everything. Next week, we're going to be talking about the dangers of not being truly thankful and God's response to Christians who aren't grateful because there is a response God has. He has quite a bit that He says about it and how He feels about that. And then we're going to talk about how do we better develop a thankful heart and a thankful mindset. But I wanted to end today, and I've talked about this lady before. Her name is Corey Tenboom, and she is a Holocaust survivor. She was an individual, her and her family, they used to help Jewish, um, basically Jewish families, you know, escape the Nazis. And then she ended up, her and her sister ended up in a concentration camp herself themselves and she ended up dying but she came out of that survived and basically kind of became an evangelist and shared incredible stories and i've talked about some of them before but this is one that god just pointed me to and i was looking at uh, the hiding place kind of like her autobiography her story and so i want to read a little bit of that um, to close up here today Let me turn here to the right page. All right. Suddenly I sat up, striking my head on the cross slats above. Something pinched my leg. Fleas, I cried. Betsy, this place is swarming with them. We scrambled across the intervening platforms, heads low to avoid another bump, dropped down to the aisle and edged our way to a patch of light. Here and here, another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us, show us how. It was said no matter, it was said no matter of, uh, oh, it was said so matter-of-factly, it took me a second to realize she was praying. More and more the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer. Before we asked, he always does. In the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. I glanced down the long dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight, then drew the Bible from its pouch. 
It was 1 Thessalonians. I said we were on our third complete reading of the New Testament since leaving Shevenigan. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and all. It seemed written expressly to Ravensbrook. Go on, said Betsy. That wasn't all. Oh, yes, to one another and to all, rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey. That's the answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around me at the dark, fouled air room. Such as, I said, such as being assigned here together. I bit my lip. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. That you for all, thank you for all the women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here. Since we're packed so close that many more will hear. She looked at me expectantly, Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jam, cram, stuff packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on sincere, um, serenely, for the fleas and for the fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there is no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between the piers of bunks and gave thanks for the fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. So in the next chapter, it goes on and basically the reality hits them that because of the fleas, the Nazi soldiers, they didn't want to come into that barracks. And so they were able to preach the word of God constantly all day long. So that very thing that Corey Tenboom told her sister, I am not grateful for this, for fleas. Why? That's the thing God used to transform people's lives. Amen. So I ask you today as we close before I pray, what are your fleas? Are you thankful for your fleas? Because sometimes fleas can be situations. Sometimes fleas can be people. Are you grateful for them? Are you praying about them? Because it might just be those fleas that transform your life to make the biggest difference that you are not even thinking about. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be thankful for the fleas. Lord, help us to be thankful for those things, Lord, that challenge us, those things that irritate us, Lord, those things that hurt us, Lord. Help us to be grateful to you, Lord, knowing that, Lord, you control everything. That, Lord, those fleas could be the very things that transform our lives and others. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have hearts and minds of gratefulness, Lord. That we would see that, Lord, you work through the challenges. That you stretch our faith. That you help us to grow, to help us to be the people that you want us to be, Lord. I pray that even now, Lord, if there is anyone online, here in person, Lord, that is struggling with a thankful heart, Lord, anyone that doesn't understand that, Lord, even the fleas 
Lord, you created them. You've allowed some fleas in our life, Lord. And there are some amazing things that can come from it, Lord, that we should be grateful even for the fleas, Lord. And I pray, Lord, if there's anyone that doesn't know you as our Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that doesn't even understand what it means to be thankful to you or for you, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would start to manifest in such a way, Lord, that our thankfulness to you, that it would be a testimony to anyone we run into here in person, online, Lord, that we're talking to. And they would say, I want to be a part of that. I want to know that Jesus guy personally is my Lord and Savior, Lord. I pray that prayer. Lord, we love you. We serve you. Lord, we thank you for everything that you have done for us. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.